Hello and welcome to the Riverside Scribe. Today is Monster Monday. We are looking at goblins, hobgoblins, and even bugbears, which all three are part of the goblinoid family. And the goblins uh, are one of the races in Dungeons and Dragons and farther back in time of uh, various folklore uh, that has uh, built-in racial stereotypes and are can be problematic. Um, now you can change some of these things and I'll mention what they are when I go into their description. Uh, hopefully there will be official updates to these character descriptions, uh, but um, yeah, so I'll get into those here in a second. So saying um, goblins are small, black-hearted, selfish humanoids that layer in caves, abandoned mines, spoiled dungeons, and other dismal settings. Individually weak, Goblins gather in large, sometimes overwhelming numbers. They crave power and regularly abuse whatever authority they obtain. So right off the bat, they're assuming, oh, because you're a goblin, you're black-hearted, selfish. And later on, it goes into, uh, it does discuss that the bugbears and hobgoblins like to bully them into submission. And because basically goblins are lazy, uh, that they just fall in line, but also make uh, poor servants and laborers. Again, this isn't based on um, individual choice or uh, learned behavior. It's assumed based because they're goblins, this is in their genetic makeup, uh, which, no, that's not accurate. But again, this is as written. This is how the characters are in the manuals. As I mentioned, hopefully this changes over time. I do strongly encourage any DMs who are including goblins uh, to uh, play them a little different. Now, I'm not saying you can't use goblins as an enemy, you can't use them for raids, what have you, uh, but just to assume that a goblin is this way because it's a goblin um, is, is not how things should actually be. As well as the goblins, uh, again, with the alignment, goblins and hobgoblins, bugbears, uh, again, this spans through most races where it's like, well, here's your alignment. Uh, you can use it as a guide, uh, but to assume that, oh, well, they're goblins, so they must be evil. Again, racial stereotype that shouldn't be there. So to get into it, uh, we're going to take a look at them. So the goblins are a small humanoid. Uh, armor class is 15. Uh, hit points average of 7. They have a speed of 30 feet. Uh, they have... Kind of average stats, their skills, a stealth plus six, dark vision for 60 feet, passive perception of nine. They speak and understand common and goblin, challenge rating of one quarter. They have nimble escape, uh, so the goblin can, can take the disadvantage or hide action as a bonus action on each of his turns, and they're given the scimitar and short bow as base weapons. Now with these and any monster creature that you're putting in your game, um, these are what is given based on the book. Uh, if you choose to mix it up or even upgrade its armor. Now, on the point of armor, some of the higher classes do have um, better armor and uh, with any armor or weapon substitutions, make sure they have the uh, stats enabled to, to use uh, whatever it is you're modifying and make sure you have the information um, ready to go with, with the changes. So, for example, if you wanted to use a crossbow instead of a shortbow, again, make sure the creature that you're picking um, can wield it and make sure you know what the stats are for the crossbow. Sorry, for the crossbow. 
The other goblin that's in the monster manual is called the Goblin Boss. So they wear a chain shirt, so they have a higher armor class of 17. They have more hit points. Uh, their stats are a little bit better. They have the same skill, senses, languages, challenge rating of one. So uh, still not overly tough, but it's uh, tougher than just a base goblin. They still have nimble escape. For actions, they have a multi-attack, and they're given a scimitar and javelin. They also get reactions, uh, which is redirect attack. Uh, so basically the goblin boss uh, can choose another goblin within five feet of it, trade places, and the new goblin becomes, the other goblin becomes the target. So he's kind of using one of his underlings as a shield. Next up is the hobgoblin. Now the hobgoblins, uh, there's a number of them here in the monster manual, and then two of them are in Volo's Guide to Monsters. Those two are the Devastator and the Iron Shadow. Uh, but hobgoblins are a medium humanoid. They are larger. Uh, they are, uh, as the book describes, more vicious and have an th unquenching thirst for war and conquest. They tend to uh, get the other goblins into submission and control them as well as to utilize the bugbears. Um, as, as you'll find if you read through this information in the books, uh, none of the goblins actually like the other subspecies, uh, but they see their usefulness and their places they deem anyways in in their society and do what they can to improve their own situations um so but getting back to it so they have what's called martial advantage so once per turn the hobgoblin can deal an extra seven or 2d6 damage to a creature it hits with a weapon attack if the creature is within five feet of an ally of the hobgoblin that isn't incapacitated it's given longsword and longbow now, step up from that, you have the Hobgoblin Captain, which is on a higher armor class of 17. It wears half plate armor. Uh, and it has, for its actions, the big difference is as multi attack. It has a great sword, a javelin. And then it has what's called leadership. So, for one minute, the Hobgoblin can utter a special command or warning whenever a non hostile creature that it can see within 30 feet of it makes an attack roll or saving throw. The creature can add a d4 to its roll, provided it can hear and understand the Hobgoblin. A creature can benefit from only one leadership die at a time. The effect ends if the hobgoblin is incapacitated. So being uh, it is a captain, it gets this ability. It's a way it's uh, the leader, and it can, in a sense, inspire or uh, at least uh, command fear enough to uh, improve the, the attack of one of its uh, underlings. The other hobgoblin uh, that is in the... Monster Manual is the Warlord, and so it has saving throws of Intelligence plus 5, Wisdom plus 3, and Charisma plus 5. Same senses and languages as the others. This one has a challenge rating of 6. Uh, it gets multi-attack, longsword, shield bash, javelin, also has leadership, and it gains the parry reaction. So it adds 3 to its AC against 1 melee attack that would hit it to do so. The Hobgoblin must see the attacker and be wielding a melee weapon. Moving into Volo's Guide from Volo's Guide Monsters, uh, we have the Hobgoblin Devastator, and they are uh, have an AC sorry of 13, so they're wearing studded armor. They have Arcana plus five, so they have Arcane Advantage, Army Arcana, Spell Casting. So here's your magic wielding Hobgoblin, and for actions they have a quarter staff. They also have a challenge rating of four. And last up for the Hobgoblins, we have the Hobgoblin Iron Shadow. They have an armor class of 15. 
They have skills of acrobatics plus five, athletics plus four, stealth plus five. And they have a challenge rating of two. Uh, they have unarmored defense. While the hobgoblin is wearing no armor and wielding no shield, its AC includes its wisdom modifier. They have some spell casting as well. Uh, Multi-attack, unarmed strike, dart, and shadow jaunt. So the shadow jaunt, the hobgoblin magically teleports along with any equipment it is wearing or carrying up to 30 feet to an unoccupied space it can see. Both the space it is leaving and its destination must be in dim light or darkness. So it requires shadows uh, to, to teleport. So the next subspecies we have, and we're moving back into the monster manual, uh, is the bugbear and then the bugbear um, chief. And so for the bugbears, uh, they're born for battle and mayhem, surviving by raiding and hunting. They bully the weak and despise being bossed around, but they love their love of carnage means they will fight for powerful masters if bloodshed and treasure are assured. So they're part of the goblinoid uh, race. They worship Hrugig, so as a lesser god who dwells in the plain of Acheron. And uh, for size, they are medium humanoid as well, and their alignment is given as chaotic evil. Armor class of 16, hide armor. Uh, strength of 15, dexterity 14, constitution 13, intelligence 8, wisdom 11, charisma 9. They have stealth plus 6, survival plus 2, dark vision for 60 feet. Uh, their languages are common and goblin, challenge rating 1. They have brute, a melee weapon deals one extra die of its damage when the bugbear hits with its hits with it included in the attack surprise attack if the bugbear surprises a creature and hits it with an attack during the first round of combat the target takes an extra seven or 2d6 damage from the attack actions is given as morningstar and javelin and then we have the bugbear chief uh who's a higher armor class they're of uh, 17 they're wearing chain shirt uh, skills that has intimidation plus two stealth plus six survival plus three same senses, same languages. It has brute surprise attack. Heart of Hrugig. So the bugbear has advantage on saving throws against being charmed, frightened, paralyzed, poisoned, stunned, or put to sleep. And actions it's giving multi-attack, Morningstar, and Javelin. So that was a quick look at the goblinoids. And so the goblins, hobgoblins, and bugbears. Again, they are one of, particularly the goblins themselves, are one of the races that have... Uh, in Dungeons and Dragons and in the folklore where they've originated from uh, racial stereotypes that are built in and they're one of the ones with the alignment where it's like well you're evil because you're this race I do strongly recommend um, for DMs that not to treat them as this uh, just because they're goblins now if you want to use like a band of goblins or still use them as an enemy that's all well and good uh, and again, I'm not saying you need to make a big, huge speech every time you're starting a campaign on what you're changing, uh, but I would ask that you try not to um, treat them as, well, this is how they always have to be uh, based on their, their race. And this applies to any other race and species of creature in, in the game. So that's it for today. I want to thank you all for listening, and until next time, keep those dice rolling.